Hello, hello, hello. And welcome again to another episode of my podcast, WDGS 333, on your podcast station. I am your host with the most, Alfreda. I sit here, and actually it's one of those times in the a.m. when the Spirit of the Lord had awakened me. I don't know about you. I don't know if you've ever fell asleep at a good time and the Lord touched you and woke you up in the a.m. And as he woke me up, you know, I was sitting here and I got me a little Scooby snack. You know, I know it's not good to eat in the a.m.s after 12 and before 5. But as I was sitting here with my little snack, and I was glancing at the television, and I began to see, oh God, I began to see. They had a little segment on of people that had $40,000 purses, and $13,000 shoes, and $10,000 coats, and they were just showing some of the high-end celebrity fashions. And although they are very cute, some of them I liked, you know. But I sat here and seeing that, and I know one person, their outfit, everything complete, totaled about $19,000, $20,000. And that was just for the shoes, the bag, and like the coat dress. And I thought about that thing, you know, and I thought about when I was younger. And I remember how, you know, when you're young and you hoping you become famous, you know. I don't know about you, but I be thinking that at some point in time, everybody like to have either a celebrity status. I'm just saying me. Once upon a time, that's the mindset. You know, I wanted to be a celebrity or I wanted to be famous. And I wanted to, to hit the lotto for millions of dollars. And I just desired to be able to live on this earth and have whatsoever I wanted. And that's why I don't I don't knock wealthy people. I don't knock them because they can only enjoy what they have while they're on earth. You know, whatever we obtain, we can only have it while we're on earth. But as I sat here, you know me, when I I, I sit and I talk to God and I say, you know, God, because the scripture came in my spirit that I said, Lord, all this money, though, this lady got a baby bag for $40,000. And I'm sitting here thinking about how many people could have been fed, how many people could have ate off that money, how could it, many people rent could have been paid, how many people car notes could have been paid, how many people doctor bill could have been paid, how many people, $40,000 for a baby bag, and now in my opinion, it wasn't even cute. That's just my opinion. And like I said, I don't knock people with money because we can only utilize it on earth. We can't take it with us. So whatever anybody choose to buy, that's between them and themselves. 
But at the same token, out of all of this money being spent, my heart and mindset went to people that have needs, that have real needs. You know, and I went to thinking, I wonder if the people who design these clothes and these bags and these outfits, do they spend equally amount of money in their own closet? Or do they just gather all this money from other people who buy high-end stuff? And they may live a more simple life. And then they went on and they showed the airplane, you know, of Kanye West and, and his wife and and how much money they spent on it. And it's nice on the inside. Very nice. But I was thinking like, if they're not living on the plane. You know, see, this is my logic. That's a lot of money for something you're going to only be on for a certain amount of time in a day. Unless you fly in every day. Every day. Every day. With that kind of money. Every day. But if you're only flying a couple of times a month. And where you going may not take but an hour, two, or three to get there. Now, maybe if you're flying overseas, okay. But I'm just thinking, you know, of the scripture. I said, how in the world can people be so content with the life of spending? And not to say they don't help people. To not see is is the need for the items of merchandise or pocketbooks or shoes or purses and all this stuff. Is it more important than being a blessing? To people who have a need, you know, like adopt a family. I'm sure they make major donations. I, I believe that. I, I believe that all celebrities, you know, and that could be my naiveness, that they truly find people they make donations and they be a blessing to. But just think how many, if we truly loved our neighbors, how many people, if they just adopt a family, and bless them instead of paying $40,000 for a baby bag. Just bless the family in, in every year. You know, bless four, five, ten families. You know, and just, if every celebrity did that, just imagine how many families would not be impoverished. But the scripture, but the scripture before I get off track that came to my mind was, when, when it, the Bible says it would be easier For a camel, a big camel, to go through the eye of a needle than a rich man to enter into heaven. And I never could really understand that scripture because I was trying to ask Jesus, you know, you know, you ever question things in the Bible that sometimes the logic and the connection and the revelation of your spirit. Like, why can't rich people go to heaven? What's wrong with being rich? But tonight, I got a revelation in the a.m. when the Lord woke me up. Because what I saw 
was not just the people spinning excessively for a purse or a baby bag, but a mindset. And as I thought about the mindset, what came in my spirit was, does it, does it really take all that? I mean, like I said, because the baby bag wasn't cute to me at all. So I'm thinking, do it really take $40,000 to carry some baby items? Did it, did it really need to cost $40,000? We're not talking about $400,000 or $4,000 or $14,000. But $40,000? Like, like, really? <clears throat> And then, like I said, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to tell. Listen, let me tell you, I have this thing about me. Whatever people do with their money, that's their money. I don't try to spend nobody money. I'm not sitting here saying this to count nickels and dimes that belong to somebody else. You know, that's their money. Because when it comes to my money, I used to have a little saying. I don't reach in my left pocket with my right hand so I don't I don't try to do nothing but what's in my world in my little world with my own money and don't get and, and don't forget what I said early on once upon a time I desired the same status and if I had obtained that status I'm sure I would have had the same mindset I would have been spending unnecessarily and even without celebrity status, that's what brought me to this conversation in the AM. Even on my low-budget lifestyle, way off from celebrity status, I've reached the age where there's a lot of things that's hanging in my closet with tags. I've never worn and I may never see a day to wear them. And as I get older and older and older, I become to realize that a lot of the stuff that I spent money on, you know what, is just looking around at me. And I'm just looking around at it. And it's just placed there and it's sitting there. And if I had the opportunity to rewind my life, there's a lot of things I would not have even wasted my money to buy. I bought a lot of things because I used to happy shop. And that's the way I look at celebrities a lot of times. That happy shopping is when you either lonesome or you're going through changes and challenges. And before you grow to an understanding, you just go out and shop. And if you're not shopping to make yourself feel better, so you think when you look better, you're going to feel better. But let me enlighten you. No matter how much money you spend, no matter how pretty you glamorize yourself, if you don't meet a godly man, and I'm talking to some women right now, that still won't keep your man faithful. Hello. And no matter how many tucks and exercise and trinkets and anything you do, you see a lot of celebrities divorce, and they glamorize, and they got the money. We look at things like with a rose-colored glasses on, and we don't think that the world evolves into this same reality. 
Now, if you see all these people with all this money, and these women who made it look like bada boom, bada bam, can't keep a man, why do we get it twisted and think that on our level that we can keep a man and we don't have that celebrity money and that celebrity body? But I'm going to tell you something. What I came to understand is this. When a person don't see or seek you for the purpose of God as a divine mate, there will be some turbulence in a million dollar plane. I'm just saying there's a couple that comes on you and me. It's a it's a Christian, it's a Christian um, channel, and, and they come on and they pray. And every time I see this couple pray, I just get so excited because there's nothing more exciting to me than happy people. It's not about the money, it's about being happy. And they have this, oh, they so equally yoked. That you can just see the anointing. I mean that just flourish over their lives. And they both have this exhilarating smile. And see that's what I think about when I think about heaven. All of this stuff down here on earth. Is temporal. But when we get to heaven. When we walk around the in heaven. It's going to be all about the love. The joy. The peace and the kindness that we show people on earth. And that's why I don't care how a person treats you. You don't have to treat them mean and cruel and hateful and evil and envy and jealous. Because let me say this to you today. You cannot be like that in heaven. And as the old people used to say, on earth, this is our dressing up room. This is our dressing up room. When we're always in competition and we're hating on people and we're being envy and we're being jealous. And we're, and we're trying to do things to get back at people. You can't, you, when you do something and you think you're getting back at somebody, guess what's happening to your life? If you died immediately after trying to get back at somebody, that same spirit on you getting back at somebody can cause you to miss heaven and go to hell. That's a reality check. And that's how I keep my spirit in check. Because whatever I say and do, I put a check mark on my own self and ask myself, is God pleased with what I said? Is God pleased with what I did? And then I start searching the scripture because the Bible said we search the scripture because in it is life. So that's my life. And I know because of the God that I know, my life is not limited to just being on earth. And when you know that your life is not limited to just being on earth, then if you believe you're going to heaven, then you know that there's a conduct 
and our conduct comes from our mindset. The Bible says, whatsoever a man thinketh, that shall he also be. So when you find people that get to thinking, well, I need to roll up over here and, and flatten a tire or bust out a window. Then I can tell you something about that person. And I don't care what they dress up and put on and make up and, and try to make out. They have a name for people like that. Ratchet. That's not cool. It's, it's, that's an evil spirit. That is an evil spirit that has taken over inside that person's body. Anytime you sit down and sit down and waste your time in life, your precious time that God granted you to think about how to hurt somebody, get back at somebody, do somebody wrong, all because they look better than you or they dress better than you or they drive a better car than you, that something is wrong inside of that person's mind. And they need deliverance. And as long as they think that way, they cannot, and I can decree this from the Bible. I don't care if they go to church every Sunday and every time the doors open and even when the doors close, they can lay on the church porch. You will not make it into heaven carrying that kind of spirit. Because the Bible says, not I'm, this is not me talking. I'm quoting what the Bible says. There will be no more sickness, no more sorrow, no more hatred. There will be no more of that in heaven. We deal with that stuff on earth. But when we go to heaven, you don't have people up there like that. So if a person had mastered before they die how not to fall out with people and be angry with people and retaliate on people, if they ain't figured that out before they die, then according to the Bible, they go into hell. I'm just keeping it 1,000. And then you got a problem with what the Bible say. Take it to God. Because that's his word. These not my words. If you got a problem with what the Bible say, that's between you and God. I'm just quoting it. And I'm quoting it to those who fall on ears to hear what the Spirit is saying. If you say you love God, if you say you want to go to heaven, there is a personality and a character and a conduct that you have to walk in to make it into heaven. I'm going to say this because I got up and when I went to thinking before I grabbed my phone, you know, I just begin to cry out and say to God, Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 thank you, Jesus. And I begin to say that because I was thanking God how he has allowed my mind to think, how he has blessed my mind To not be caught up in thinking and worrying about retaliating against somebody. Being a hater. Let me sum it up real quick. Being a hater. I don't fret over who got on what kind of shoes and outfits and how your hair and 
your teeth and your skin and your walk and your butt and your breasts. <laughs> I don't have time to trip over that kind of stuff about women. And I guess that's why I never walked in the spirit of jealousy. And yes, I got teeth with an overbite. I've always had problem acne. And I got scars when my body is not scarless. But you know what? I love me. I love me in the essence of who I am. And it's not about what's on the outside. I love and I praise God for what he has imparted on the inside of me. Because when I look around and I see people broken and wounded because they so caught up in the dime and the dollar, because they so caught up in hating on somebody for who that person God created to be. When I see people that hurt innocent babies, and children because their mindset is distorted to feel they can get pleasure from touching kids in a in a in a in a nasty way you know it is those things when they come to the front of my mind i thank god because I often ask God, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened in that person's life that that person feel that that little baby out of all the grown women or grown men in the world that they could have touched, that could even reciprocate to understand the touch. Why touch a little kid that don't even understand what's going on? That's a sickness. And I don't know what offset that kind of sickness. But I also believe it's a sickness when people hate on people because what they drive, what they wear, where they live, how they work, how they survive. You know, there are people who sit around and try to figure out. They waste their time in this precious world. Trying to figure out how you got what you got. Don't worry about it, boo. Do you. Because at the end of the day, each individual person will stand before God for themselves. And that's when I begin to think and thank God. I thank God I'm not stuck. What I feel I need is spend $40,000 on a baby bag and never have been. I thank God for my mindset. Now, I'm not saying the person is stuck. Because like I said, they got that kind of money, they do what they do. But I thank God that when I lived in the projects, it wasn't important for me to carry a $400 purse to impress somebody. See, I'm glad that whatever I do, however I dress, however I go, however I come, it is not to impress somebody. I'm not caught up in that. I'm just doing me. I'm doing me and I'm doing me based on how my grandmother raised me. She always said, when you leave home, be clean, be neat, be in order. And when I buy stuff, I just buy what I like. You know, I never went shopping 
to buy anything and ask somebody else's opinion about what I was going to buy to put in my closet, what I was going to buy to put on my body, what I was going to buy to put on my feet. Because whatever I bought, it had to appeal to me. That's why I say I'm not jealous. That's why I don't walk in covet. Because I don't do what I do to try to impress somebody. I just be doing me. And if I if I feel like I want to put on some converse with, with, with a sequin skirt, if that's how I feel, then that's how I roll. But if I feel I want to put on a, 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 a sequin dress, with some sequins shoes, if that's how I feel. But whatever I do, I try to be in decency and thought and in order. And once upon a time, I didn't even get dressed without asking God. I said, God, okay, what would be appropriate for me? You know, I was going to a holiness church. And when I was going to that holiness church, I knew that there was a there was a dress code in order to be in order. Not because the other people wore it, but I know if you're going to be a part of anything, if there's a dress code, then be decent and in order. If you go to a basketball or a football game, you're not going to walk in there with a sequence dress and high heel shoes. Those are rare chances. So when I went to this church, I knew there was a dress protocol. And every Sunday or every Bible study, I would ask God, God, what is appropriate for me to wear? I don't don't go to church to make men look at me. I'm going to serve you. And I don't want to put on anything that's going to be distracting people and men from hearing the word of God. Now, if they get distracted in their own lust of their mind, that's between them and you. But I'm not going to dress in a lascivious way, which is one of the works of the flesh. And you can look that word up in the works in the works of the flesh is in Galatians, the fifth chapter. And see, that's why the Bible is so important to know. I said, Lord, I'm not dressing up provocative to go to church, to entice somebody to look at my legs, or look at my butt and my breasts. I'm going to get a word from you. See, there's a certain dress code of honor that should be when we go into the sanctuary to reference God. And when I think on my own self, because these are the only thing, let me tell y'all this and I'm going to let it go. When we stand before God, I don't care what the world is doing. A brother told me the other night that men as a general whole blew my mind. And I just be keep, keep realizing how naive I have been about relationships when I thought I knew something. But he said men, a lot of men, as a majority, they don't care if they can even satisfy a woman. Because I asked the question, why do men love to chase women and then when they get the woman, they can't satisfy them and give them more than a 15-minute thrill? He said that ain't important to a lot of men. <laughs> they don't care. 
if they can't satisfy you. It's just the idea of the hunt. He said, because men by nature are hunters and they just be intrigued with the hunt. And once they conquer the woman and they they reach the mountaintop, he said, and they just when, when, all they concerned about is getting to the top of the mountain and sticking the flagpole down. I said, wow. Wow. And once they achieve that, then that's why they keep running to the next woman and running to the next woman and running to the next woman. I said, well, you know what? Do they not stop and think that God you know, see, I be trying to think, when people think, do they forget God is sitting high and looking low? You know, this is what registered in my mind. But my immediate reply to them was, well, what about if they ain't satisfying all them women they trying to chase? And that's when he said, they don't care, that, that, that ain't relevant, they don't care anything about that. It's just fulfilling the quest of the hunt and that has been on my mind because they told me this like a couple of days ago and I was thinking about it yesterday and I was thinking about it again today and for me to be talking about it now of course it's still on my mind and I talked to God about things like that you know and I said to God I don't know how a lot of things come to be in this world I don't know why a person would just pursue someone only just to their mindset because that's a mindset just to reach the top of a mountain and plant the flag pole and it doesn't matter how they make leave that person feeling and I know I'm not a God and I'm not God and I can't change how people mindset but you know, we can pray one ye for another. We can pray for each other. But the more I keep living, the more I keep thinking, don't people want to make it to heaven? Don't people just want to get it right and make it to heaven? The way people are dying daily, every day, somebody has died. Every day, somebody dying. Every day, somebody dying. And sooner or later, one of them days going to be a day for somebody who listening to hear my voice right now. Everybody born is born to die. And I keep thinking, does it not, are people not more motivated by doing the right thing? Doing the right thing. And the right thing may not be the way man think it should be. I'm talking about the right thing by God. That even though we may not like somebody and we don't want to be around them, but we will not mistreat them. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. That we may not like somebody and don't want to be around them, but you know what? We ain't trying to do something to make life bad for them. We're not practicing any evil. We're not trying to dig up and dig out and pick and prod into somebody else's business. Because if you don't like them, you shouldn't want to deal with them anyway. I'm just trying to help somebody if you want to make it to heaven. 
It's a way that you need to act. It's a way that you need to think. Because we are, what we are is what we think. And when we're thinking these crazy things, sooner or later the devil will tell you, well, go on over there and flatten them ties. Go over there and bust the windows out. And see, I'm going to tell you something, because God sits high he looks low. And yes, we can repent. But you can repent every day till the slob come out your mouth. But you will still reap what you sow. Because if you don't, that means God is a lie. And God said, whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. See, that stuck with me in my life too. That's why it's some things I just couldn't do. And people may not like me. Oh, she thinks she's so good. Oh, she thinks she got it together. No, that ain't it, boo. I'm not trying to. It's not that serious for me to reap what I put out there. I don't need to run around the world to impress me if I feel like my body feel good or look good. Because I know I got an answer to that. And see, that's what I was thinking when the brother said how these men run around and it's the hunt. I'm like, do they not know they're going to have to reap that? That's what I'm thinking. And then they wonder why somebody invented Viagra. I'm just keeping it real. Maybe because all that hunting, when they run around and hunt, they, they plant they pole, and then as they keep living, they become impotent. Mm. 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 Because they didn't realize, although they was chasing the hunt, See, God wasn't pleased with the motives. Let's check our motives. If we want to make it to heaven, we cannot live, talk, and walk, and do things any old kind of way and think that we're heaven bound and go to church every Sunday and dress to impress. But from Monday through Saturday, How are we living? What are we doing? What are we saying? Even more so, what are we thinking? Because if you think on something too long, that's wrong. That's wrong. Then the tempter will place something wrong before you to be tempted. Amen. I just want to thank and praise God. I just want to thank and praise God. And I just want to leave you with a little song, a little bit. Lord, we thank you for salvation, Lord. We praise you for you. Are worthy because you brought us through trials and so many, many, many hallelujah tribulations. And Lord, I thank you. Somebody ought to tell him thank you today. Oh, 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 Lord, I thank you for waking me up this morning 
Started me on my way, Lord. You gave me strength just to make one more day, Lord. And just for this, I want to sing hallelujah. I want to sing hallelujah. I want to give you the praise, the glory, and all the honor that I can give you today, Lord. I want to praise your name, Jesus. Oh, 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 Lord. i like to take time to thank you, Jesus. Mm. I want to thank you for your grace. This is your servant's prayer, Jesus. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. For your grace. For your grace. Can you just thank him? Can you just thank him? Can you thank him if you heard a word to help heal your mindset? Can you just thank him for waking you up this morning, starting you on your way, putting food on your table, taking care of your family, keeping his arms around you, bringing you from a mighty long way. When we put that kind of energy of thanksgiving to God, it will begin to minimize looking around at other people and hating. Let us be thankful. Because whatever you're going through, things are never so bad that they couldn't be worse. And I got that little quote from the disc jockey on 97.9 back in the days, in the 70s, Soul Cycle. Very powerful. Don't look around, he used to say. Don't look around with your head in disgust. Because things were never so bad that they couldn't be worse. Amen. You have a beautiful, blessed day. And as always, may the blessings flow from heaven down, down to earth. And fulfill all of your needs your desires, and some of your wants. And may you continue to prosper in your soul and be in good health even as your soul prosper. Continue to be blessed in the word. I love you. Have a beautiful, blessed day. God bless you. Bye-bye now.